Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This is SoFloRadio.com. I'm not referring to the senator from Wisconsin. He's only important in that his name has taken on a dictionary meaning in the world. That meaning is the corruption of truth, the abandonment of our historical devotion to fair play. It is the abandonment of due process of law. It is the use of a big lie and the unbounded accusation against any citizen in the name of Americanism and security. It is the rise to power of the demagogue who lives on untruth. It is the spread of fear and the destruction of faith in every level of our society. Afternoon and welcome to the Groovathon Split Studio Edition. Listener discretion advised. I am Tony C. And as is now the norm, I'm joined live from afar by the master production engineer and the man to make sure that our group remains satiny smooth. Me compadre. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. Of course, every group of Don emerges from an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America and around the world. How you doing, fellow mine? Dried out after all the rain? Uh, I'm doing great, but it's going to happen all week long, according to the uh, weather man, weather woman, whatever, weather person. Well, you know, I was starting, I, I stocked up. I saw the weather report, and he said, you know, some parts of Miami got five inches of rain just yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you see the news? Uh, a lot of flooding. A lot of flooding down yeah. there. Yeah, so please. My my front street over here on 14 Terrace. I've I've got video of my neighbor driving along the street like on Monday afternoon, and you can hear me saying in the background, "Casey, what are you doing? I'm going to have to turn this street into a no wake zone." <laughs> and seriously, as he drives by, you can see like the little wakes coming up. So the weird thing is this. Woke up the next morning. You didn't even. You couldn't even have told that it rained. There was no sign that it rained at all because the ground is so dry that everything just went away. But yeah, it's going to be rain. It's beautiful right now where I am up in Pompano, man. No, it's it's nice here too. It's really nice and sunny. Yeah, man. Hey, quick programming note. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, tonight uh, is uh, Roger hits online trivia night on Facebook. You know. We, we we used to do the show on Monday, so I would always preview the show, preview his thing for Wednesday. But now we do the show on noon. He does his trivia at eight o'clock at night. So basically, between us and Raj and and uh, and his kid and you know the whole setup out there in Queens, we got your Wednesdays covered. We've got your quarantine Wednesdays covered. Well, every other Wednesday anyway. But you know. 
the happiness is sure to last a fortnight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? We've got a lot of stuff to get to today. We also want to stuff it all in. I got a note from Ken. He's like, you need to categorize your show. It's just too long. I'm like, well, you can just listen to the music. Then you can stop and you can go back and listen to the talking again or whatever, man. Come on. I have amazing uh, time travel devices for listening to things now. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. We're you, not doing time travel. You can things. rewind, right? Uh, well, I mean, yes. for a long yeah, time. Exactly. Since analog, we could rewind, you know, or fast forward. You know, I, that's what that button is for. Yeah. It turns yeah. back the hands of time. Sure, yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, needless to say, we've got a lot to get to today, including a Florida court paves the way for 430,000 new voter registrations. Trump tells the RNC to consider taking the next exit off of Tobacco Road. POTUS prompts Peter Popoff and pals to continue picking the pockets of a pack of pickled parishioners. Did you have to practice that? Yes, I did, and I got it right. I want fucking points for that, man. Pickled parishioners, come on. (laughs) Uh, The grand parade of lifeless packages heads out to the reopening only to find out the gas and food prices are both up 50%. Also, hey... Remember when Trump hosted Bolsonaro at Mar-a-Lago? I wonder what happened next. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, uh, Monty Python and the Unholy Cure, French Twitter trolling from the Dark Ages, and later on, I'll have a special op-ed in which I temporarily turn my wand of indignation away from the Lincoln Project (laughs) <laughs> and, in, and in the direction of some dude who can't spell the word the, but somehow thinks he knows what's best for our republic. Obviously, he does. The reason I know that is because I do. <laughs> of course, all of that is going to be immersed in the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. It is just past noon and the only Hollywood that really matters anymore. Yeah. Hollywood. Florida, that is. That means it's just past, hey, it's just past noon in Pompano Beach, too. What do you know? <laughs> just past 6 a.m. on the Big Island. Aloha to my Kau crew. Special shout out to Omar and Dessa, who are now in Mexico. Just past 5 p.m. in Dublin, Lytham, St. Anne, and Lisbon. Just past 6 in the rest of Western Europe. And just past 8 o'clock at night, Istanbul, Turkey, where a COVID by any number can't stop the Colonel's kid from keeping her cool. Yo, Gramps? Master, Flash, are you ready to press play? And uh, press I'm ready. I have my play. finger on it. You got your finger on it? Then saddle up, y'all. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Yeah. 
nonsense. I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your ninepence. I'm not dead. Here. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. He isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. Oh, I can't take him like that. It's against regulations. I don't want to go on the car. Oh, don't be such a baby. I can't take him. I feel fine. Well, do us a favour. I can't. Well, can you hang around a couple of minutes? He won't be long. No, I've got to go to Robinson's. They've lost nine today. Well, when's your next run? Thursday. I think I'll go for a walk. You're not fooling anyone, you know. Look. Isn't there something you can do? Oh, thanks very much. Not at all. See you on Thursday. Right. Oh, yeah. I'll be asleep. Help me. I'm just so 
Yeah, how about that, huh? Oh, we're getting it down. We're getting it down. Maybe the backdoor men out of my mind. That is from the all-nighter gig. Came out in 1985. Those cats are from Germany. I went through a whole bunch of my uh, various collections this week and dug out a bunch of stuff. I've got a whole folder full of stuff for like the next two shows. Probably three songs per show already just dug out of these collections because you know what the fuck else am i gonna do right right <laughs> by the way i don't know if you noticed i was just i was just so grooving i was grooving I to that song. I just, please like, you think you think i can't see your beautiful punum i see it your punum looking so nice over it's a, there it's a shana punum <laughs> before that lenny kravitz always on the run that's from uh mama said came out in 91 it was his uh second uh, yeah it was his second album that song of course co-written by slash from uh gnr uh he also does the guitar on that uh on that track you know it's funny i was you listen to lyrics in that and what i i realized is i'm guessing that uh the donnie and uh lenny you know donald trump and lenny kravitz are not brothers uh, <laughs> and the reason i know that is because mama kravitz said told her kid to be both natural and factual so that was an easy one to figure out oh. for that Smashing Pumpkins, Quiet from Siamese Dream, came out in 93. Oh, it sold their second album. Shout out. You know, hopefully he can hear me. He's up there to my friend, uh, one of my best friends, Alan Benjamin III. We were, you know, this is when we were first hanging out in, uh, in Phoenix when that album came out. And, of course, I am wearing my Smith's Union Bar shirt from Chinatown in Honolulu that he sent me some time ago. Yeah, we speak English. We serve you long time. It, it, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. You're going to burn in hell. It is horrible. It's horrible. And yet, <laughs> you know, for that, yeah, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, I'm not dead yet. You know, this is one of those. I, every time I hear the, the president talking about the coronavirus, the, the, the best line from him so far is, I've heard a lot of good stories. I've heard but, a lot of good stories about he, it. He always has it. Uh, people are always telling me, they're telling me that to sir, this is like one of those things, one of his tells as if, as, as if yeah. you need one. As he says, sir, someone was telling me, and then he says, then, and they said, sir, like, nobody calls you sir, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> or unless, actually they do, it's sir, asshole. Yeah, yeah sir, asshole. <laughs> right, as opposed they, to sir, they, point they, of beef, or sir, they, roses of the liver. They call him sir, <laughs> circumference. <laughs> that's a fat joke it's because he's fat <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's great I've heard a lot of good stories I was uh, like great man we're getting medical advice from you know oh, from oh, Aesop's fables and whatnot. before that the new master sounds The Rooster that one is featuring Clive Freckleton and the Haggis Horns uh, as I said new master sounds have a bazillion albums out they they back a lot of bands they'll do a lot of uh get-togethers and collaborations and then other people will come in and mix it that one is from keb darge presents and that came out in uh 2001 before that big old nasty get down the literally the fav my, my favorite band name of the last several years the big old nasty get down that song is include me from volume one came out in 2017 uh belita woods does the vocals on that she of course uh, is with P-Funk these days, whom we saw. We saw her singing about mm. a year ago, I think. It was about a year ago, right? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah that feels last right. Last summer. It was last summer, I think. Mm. And, of course, uh, uh, Clinton 
is also part of that. These guys are based in New Orleans. It's uh, Vernon Reed does some of the guitar week guitar work on that. He's from you know uh, Living Color, Funky Meters. A lot of the people from that whole scene are on that great band. If they've got, uh, I believe, two volumes out now, volumes one and two. Um, the big old nasty get down, just great stuff. And kicking off the set, the Miners of Muzo song is the apogee of love came out uh on their album about time uh was from last year it's a dutch band um like you know great rock and roll coming out of europe we've talked about this before there's no good rock and roll shut the fuck up there's plenty of good rock and roll i don't want to hear your bullshit no more these guys have gone through i don't know about half a dozen lineup changes over the years but uh the apogee of love i used to have a bong when i was in college it was made by a company called apogee (laughs) they it was a no spill you had to it had two compartments and you folded one down so that way if you had bong water in there and you knocked it over by accident it didn't spill all over the floor i i have one of the best i spilled a bong stories ever from college and it involves a calibri lighter (laughs) An entire cup of chaw juice. Oh, geez. okay. And a pack and a package and a pack of Lucky Strikes. Cause LSMFT Lucky Strike means fine uh. tobacco. <laughs> I'll tell you seriously, it's it's quite the funny story, and it involves a gentleman named Harold Wetterland. So right off the bat, you know that's got to be a winner. On the subject of names, hey, just. Get this one out of the way. Have you heard about this kid from uh, Connecticut that's on a killing spree? You heard about this at all? Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, just like the past two days on the news. Right. Horrible. Right. Okay. His last name is Manfredonia. And all I could think of was, wow, Groucho Marx is on a killing spree. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Manfredonia Ba-doom-ba. is his last name. Fredonia. <laughs> So, (laughs) sorry, couldn't help myself. Well, as I've told you, uh, after last week's BattleBots thing, don't even say it. Don't don't say a word. Don't say a word because I've sworn off sports commentary for a while (laughs) until they actually come back to competition, which all the leagues are now like saying they're they're trying to work out. So we'll see how that goes. I'd like to see it. And just to get this out of the way, I think these guys make a bazillion dollars a year. And if they have to quarantine for a couple of months – and not be able to see their wives and kids. You know what? There are frontline workers who did exactly that, who get paid $50,000 a year. These guys, some of them make $50,000 a day. So I'm just putting that out there. You know, give us something. Give us something. All right. We're done with sports. So lots of stuff in the news. Stuff that you and I have talked about over the last year and years Here's one that I absolutely predicted I could go back to the show, and I'm sure you remember me saying this. I said, you know, right around springtime, early summer, is when China's going to start clamping down on Hong Kong again, just before the elections, so they can get into the election cycle. Mm -hmm. Well, color me shocked. Guess what? Yeah, they just instituted or they're trying to institute a law that says you can be arrested for disrespecting the Chinese national anthem, and that sparked riots. They literally, China, I think, thought that as a result of the, you know, of of coronavirus, if they do this, nobody will protest. That's how much these people really care about their freedom. They're really, they're literally, okay, give me liberty or give me death. 
They're yeah. truly give me liberty or give me death. They're like, fuck you. We're going to go out. We're going to protest. And mm-hmm. yeah, some of us are going to catch it. And some of us are going to die. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's commitment there, boy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, let me see what else. Hey, you know what? About a month ago, you uh, I guess it's about two, maybe three shows ago, was when oil was like in negative territory. Remember that? Mm, yeah. It went down like they were willing to pay you to take the fucking oil off their hands. <laughs> you know? And I was saying that mom, pa, kettle should retrofit their uh, grain silo into an oil storage tank. Well, back then I said that was in April. Uh, probably at the beginning of April, I think, is when I said that because that was when the March contracts were coming up. And I said, you know, this is a good time. I like the summer months uh, for a rebound. Um, and I said, it's a good time to buy July and August contracts for West Texas Intermediate Crude, which at the time were at about 18. Okay, guess what? Trading at 32 right now. Yeah, boy. Also, back then, the other commodity I said, just to, just to throw this one out there because, yeah, I'm giving myself a pat on the back for this one. Platinum was trading at 670, and I said that is ridiculous. That number is far too low. I don't understand it. Guess what? Right now it's trading at 850. 850. Okay? So it's up, yeah, about 25% over the course of the last six weeks. Good investment right there. Sadly, however, food prices are now up 50%. You go to the supermarket, fuck it, if you want to get a bur- – I mean – I don't know how McDonald's can hold down their prices anymore. I just don't. I don't know how they can do it. But food prices are way up, if you haven't noticed. And, of course, right in time for everybody to get out there with no money. <laughs> I, this is the perfect storm. And just to get all of my, my economic geekiness out of the way in one foul swoop, six months from now is when we're going to be paying for what's going on right now. That's when the hurt's going to really happen. Strange as it sounds, okay, we're going to be coming into the serious winter of our discontent. Okay, you know, what is that, Henry III? Yeah. Yeah, it's Henry, Henry III. It's such as the winter of our discontent made, made warm by the summer of the sun of this whatever. I've got that written down somewhere, I'm sure. Well, that's not one In of the ones event, I have memorized. Yeah. Hey, look, you know. Shakespeare, baby. Others. Get, uh, I got other Shakespeare memorizing, but not that one. But not that. You don't have. How can you not? That's one of the great. great I got Hamlet and Macbeth's soliloquies uh, yeah, memorized. That's one of the great soliloquies, the Henry the, from Henry the Third. Well, I didn't get around to the third best soliloquy. <laughs> Henry 3.0. <laughs> you know, from the uh, hydrochloroquine thing, here's the quote that I like the most. What have you got to lose? Well, if you're Donald Trump, you know, as 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 the song says, when you ain't got nothing, you ain't got nothing to lose. So go ahead, Donnie. You know, I don't even know what what to say anymore. About well, you don't know what to believe. He comes out, you know, if he came, he comes out and he says, I've been taking hydroxychloroquine. We don't know if, yeah, he, if yeah. that's true. No, like no way of knowing if that's true. That's like him coming out and saying. I'm a purple pomegranate. You don't even know if he means it. You know, it's like, what do you, <laughs> just random shit comes out of his mouth. Oh, he means it in his head. In well, you his don't even head. know. You it's don't even know that. Real. You don't know that. He could just be, yeah. listen, his, his brain could just be an algorithm that puts random sounds together 
right? And spits them out of his mouth, you know? In, in Trump's We're, brain, no you know, one can hear you scream. He, he's the verbal equivalent of like the uh, the uh, the you know a hundred chimpanzees typing on a you know a hundred keyboards, you know, and just like as soon as a word, as soon as as soon as the chimpanzees line up a word, that goes into the buffer and it is uttered, you know, <laughs> by his mouth. That's that's yeah, what's well. going on there. Here's what he is. We'll, we'll deal with him later on. Hey. Johnson & Johnson, you know, a family company, guess what they decided to do? Stop making talcum powder. Well, stop uh, making it for the United States and what other civilized, semi-civilized country? I don't know. Oh, you're right. I don't right. – that's not – that's like, you know, you know you know when you're always hearing that. It's like what product that I've been using all my life is going to wind up giving me cancer, you know? <laughs> well, Here here's you go. one. Talcum, they took a powder on that shit. Yeah. As I said before – you know, I talked about this on the last two shows. I said, keep an eye out for Brazil. I said, once this hit the, hits the favelas, there is no stopping it. It is There is no stopping it. It's like dry kindling and somebody walking over with a couple of M80s and saying, I wonder what will happen if I throw these in there. All right? You about know, Oh, yeah. Well, We're gonna be, one, their one numbers for the, are going to blow right by us. They are Bolsonaro. In the case. God bless them. In the case of Brazil, and in the name of the rainforest, not enough. All right? However many Brazilians it kills, not enough. Okay? <laughs> All right? I swear to God, if there's two Brazilians left to breed, we're going to die because they're going to cut down the rainforest. Those two Brazilian and their kids will cut down the fucking rainforest. <laughs> there were, I just saw a story today that says that any minute now they're going to start burning that shit again. You know? <laughs> Congratulations. Why not? I mean... Look, as long as we're not... Go virus. Go virus. Corona. Corona. Come on. (laughs) This is like World Cup soccer. Well, Peter Popoff is back in regular rotation on WeTV. And and as usual, the the best thing is it's in between ads for like growing up hip-hop marriage boot camp quarantine edition. (laughs) You know? So you got a bunch of these hip-hop kids fighting and then... God said, bring water to thee, and thou shalt prosper even as thy prospereth. I took the miracle water, and then what happens is a country music record played backwards. You get your dog back, you get your job back, you Uh stop taking drugs, you get a check in the mail, you stop drinking. That's what these testimonies are. I, you know, I didn't realize this. You know, Peter Popoff is from Germany. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing that out there. He's from Germany. <laughs> okay, I'm. I'm just. I'm nodding. I know the audience can't hear me nod, but uh, <laughs> right. well, I'm not going to contribute to this this racist humor that you've been uh, running with on the show today. Oh please, this, this, this culturist. Is... I mean, I mean, what do you got against the Germans anyhow? Moving right along. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you something. You know, with, with with Trump calling uh, these the you know churches, he said they're they're you know necessary, you know businesses and whatnot. Here's the there's thing. another one, just like Brazil. There's another one. Yeah, I'm just saying. You let me know because I got you know as the as the as the religious authority on the show here, yeah. I have something to say about it from the Bible. All right, this controversy right now. So you just let me know now or later. Uh, I'll explain what the, what, what the Bible what, has to say about about this issue here. 
Yeah, okay, for me. all of the people, because I can tell you, but if I tell them, they'll kill me, because Christians. They'll just kill me right away. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, what embarrasses me is when I see a bunch of, like, Hasidic Jews in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, all getting together. It's like, guys, what are you doing? You're embarrassing the religion. I'll, save it, for, I'll save it for the next then, segment, because that's when we do the news and comments, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, though. Yeah. You know, I take a look at, at Christians, and there's tons of them. There's churches all over the place. But for Jews, it is this teeny, tiny, minuscule little, you know, portion of, of people of Jewish faith, <laughs> that, you know, right. that are out there that do this. And they're all in one place, right. and they, they want to come out for the funeral of somebody. I was like, hey, you know what? If you do this, there's going to be a whole lot more funerals, all right? Just stop it. You're embarrassing me. On the other hand, let me just say that if Peter Popoff Ministries mm. managed to get any of that holy PPP mammon and wants to go back to work, I couldn't encourage his followers more than to congregate and sing amongst thee in crowded small places. Go right ahead. Seriously. Go ahead. Uh, That's, uh, you're going to get me started. I don't. I, should I do it now? The the thing that I mean. Do you want gonna, to go right no, ahead? Because, because it's topical, and we do not want to mention it later. We're not going to talk about the churches later. Later anyway. Go ahead. Because hey, here's the thing. Here's the thing that the people, the people who claim to be people of faith. Here's the thing. People. All right. Yeah. God supposedly, according to them. All right, and you don't know what I believe because this is my new shtick lock. Now you don't know. No one knows what anyone else okay, believes. Don't stop. Stop. Don't interrupt me, or we'll be here. We'll be here forever. I'm allowed to use Yiddish. I came by it honest. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, hit me. If you expect me to believe that the reason that you go to church is to worship God, I'm calling you all liars right now, because we all know that God is everywhere, and you can worship God everywhere. What you're doing is going to be seen so that people can see you and approve of you. That's what it's all about, even though you'll get all mad right now and deny it. And that's all of you. Whatever ism you are, you get together at the same place at the same time with a bunch of people, and you make the same sounds, and you strike the same poses, and you declare that this is significant to God, okay? When really, it's significant to you so that you can approve of each other by performing this ritual altogether. It's not for God at all. It's for you. And in the case of Christians specifically, Jesus told you to pray in private, in your closet, where you will not be seen of men, you hypocrites, because all you care about is being seen of men. You are trumpeters. Jesus spoke of you. You are trumpeters. You are sounding your trumpet before men and proclaiming to the world that a Christian is coming through, and so you meet at this place so that everyone can see how Christian you are, and that's all you care about, and you're getting each other sick, and I say, hallelujah. hallelujah. That was right. great. Look, I don't know yeah. why you would you would think people would be upset at that. I think that it is absolute. this is one of those things that, um, you know, that I, I talk about, and I've said... You know, for years, God doesn't care where you pray. If there's a God, look, when I, when I sit down to eat food, I kind of lift my head a little up and say, thank you. Do I know there's a God up there? No. But I know I should be thanking somebody for the food in front of me. So just in case, I say thank you. And that's it. 
Thank, please in the morning. Thank you at night. I'm done. He's busy. Because I got first world problems. There are people who are way more fucked up than me. Pay attention to them, big guy. I'm all right, pal. Thank you. That's it. And you're 100% right. This is a show. And it's like, this is important for us to all congregate. Now, I understand the concept of congregation. Please. That I, yeah, but I, I get that as far as a social activity. Okay, you like to go roller skating. Right. Yeah. It's a social like activity. To to I, listen, and I, I don't that, pretend for a minute that I'm, I'm pleasing okay. God. Yeah, but I'm okay with like the Southern Baptists. I'm okay with that. I, I'm hoping that they all stay apart so that they can continue to sing their praise together as one voice, many as one, to praise God, but also as a way of, of coming together. I get that part. I really do. That's their social activity, and I'm okay with that. But the people you're talking about are liars and phonies and fakes. And, but, and no, well, that's exactly it. Is is yeah. is they'll yes. all deny if you if you suggest to anyone of of any religion that their reasons for going to sur- to church is social, they're going to okay. be mad at you. They're gonna yes. they're gonna insist that there is a supernatural significance to it. They're going to insist that they're doing what God wants them to do. They're gonna insist that that's why they're doing it. And and it's not and, true. and it's not. True. Yeah, they'll say that's my opinion, but it's also God's opinion, and I said so. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that was, George, you are the consummate pro. You're the pro. You're fucking, yeah, give me that Heisman pose. Keep trying to tell so everybody. Like, hey, right before we get to a little bit more groove, though, this one just happened. We were talking about this a few months ago, um, how uh, back in 2018, there had been a ballot initiative to let ex-cons vote in Florida. It passed. And of course, that needed at least 60% in order to pass. It got more than 60%. It passed. Um, And then, of course, immediately the Florida legislature instituted basically what amounts to a poll tax. What they said is, sure, you can all vote, but only after you've paid off all of your uh, fines and fees that you might still owe the state. Well, a judge that immediately was taken to was, you know, contested in court and a judge overturned that. He said that it amounted basically to a brand new poll tax. He called it what it is, a poll tax. So now there are four hundred and thirty thousand new voters in Florida that fast overnight. So let's see, hopefully, because, you know, voter suppression is going to be a big deal in this in this election. OK, and now all of a sudden, Florida, Florida is now officially in play. Florida is now officially in play. OK, this, by the time the election comes around, DeSantis is going to have to fucking answer for all the people that he hasn't told us are dead yet. Mm-hmm. We know they're out there. So in any event, you know, technology, what can I say? Hey, you ready for some more groove, brother? Uh, uh, rip roaring. Tell me about it. it talk me into it. and Let's listen to it. Because uh, this is the thing, and I, it, it started out with all foreign acts, but it, uh, it eventually wound up uh, back to domestic. But the, uh, the, the first band uh, is the Caesars, and, uh, and, and they're definitely foreign. Uh, m- more on them later as the, when the Groovathon continues on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
Kaztec, and I, I don't, I don't know anything about this guy. I mean, it's, um, I think he's from Australia. I can't hear you. You, you can't. Oh, how about now? Now I can hear you. Okay, great. Well, yeah. there, there we go. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, the, well, you just missed me saying that that was Kaztec, and I don't know anything about him. <laughs> I think he's from Australia. It's like he's big in the EDM scene. He's like he plays at Ultra and shit. And he he also he drums. He doesn't just uh, you know spin the 
the the pixels. <laughs> he's not record player player. He's not just a record player player. He also plays the drums. But I, you know, I don't know what to think anymore. You know, Pandora spits out these songs. This is so new. He's not in Wikipedia. There's nothing about this guy. I, I looked up his bio on on Last FM. It said there's nothing here. Would you like to add something? <laughs> you know. <laughs> you so, should have. He's got you a face. Like, you should have written an entire. Like just fake, made fake up biography. Right. It's good. Uh, I, I wasn't enough. that quick, but I went to his Facebook page. Nothing there. There's a picture of him, and, uh, well, and I was saying, you could you could yeah. just based on that song, you could make up a whole bio. There's Kaztech.com, and you uh, <laughs> right, and um, and there's video of him performing. You know, at Ultra and everything. So I don't. I think he's from Australia. I'm not okay. sure, but uh, very very funky song no, that. That's cool. uh, that my girl, my um, my one you know long term relationship, Pandora, that, uh, <laughs> that that she spat out for me. So we started out with the the Caesars, and they're from Sweden. Yeah, love they're, them. Yeah, they're they're great, uh, and and they're known in they're known in Sweden as the Twelve Caesars. Yes, you know? well, actually, that was their original name. They were yeah. actually. I, I, they, were they, the, were, they were supposed to be called Caesars Palace. Caesars Palace, but, was, but yeah, you know, they had to get rid of that. They name. didn't want to get sued. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that, they're they're fun. I mean, Sweden. Um, you know, it's not just ABBA. You know, it's they they got a lot of good music coming out of Sweden. Uh, back to America, Santi Gold, um, who uh, when when artists come out with music later after I already like them, then I can say I officially like them because that song that I played by her, a disparate youth, uh, officially makes her not a one hit wonder in in my world right. anymore. Right. So. Right. That she might actually have some, uh, you know, something going on there because uh, it's it's fresh, it's different. It doesn't sound like like the other no, stuff. Absolutely, absolutely a groovy tune. And absolutely I saw her in Ultra years ago, back then, and she's still making fresh new music today. Uh-huh. So, so you go, girl. Nice, uh, nice American girl from Philadelphia over there. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, back across the water to England. Because I have to try to find a way to get some Brit rock in, in every of my segments whenever possible, and that's Kasabian. For, uh, they formed in 1997, and that you know once again, good old fashioned uh, rock and roll. Although they're a five piece band, you'll yeah, you know, that's a good that song. Yeah, that's my favorite. That that I'd never heard that track before. Yeah. That song had me just go, oh yeah, it's yeah, that's they, rock and roll. They have I'll 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 feature Kasabian. I should put some Kasabian songs in a folder. Uh, there are like. I don't know, at least half a dozen Kasabian songs that I like just as much as that, that are just right up there. Uh, and, and, and again, they don't sound just like that. You know what I mean? They're, they're different enough to, um, to be enjoyable. And, Way cool. Uh, and, and, and there you go, as, uh, as, as all Technical Difficulty Monday continues. <laughs> <laughs> On a Wednesday. Hey, I keep forgetting. Here's the, here's the thing, though. The groove once once we're off the air and you yeah. can you know we can put everything back together, yeah. which I'm not supposed to talk about. Right. But at the end of the day, anybody who listens to the show tomorrow gets 100 percent groove, right? And like 98 percent chit chat <laughs> done yeah. well because the groove is always going to be perfect. Right. We we make sure we have the groove perfect before we even get on the air because that's what matters. That's right. We spend extra time. Extra time. So, you remember that whole? There's a whole election thingy coming up. You, you, you I don't know if you were aware of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Trump, you know, of course, Trump is now threatening to take the uh, RNC convention out of Charlotte because the uh, the governor uh, 
uh, of North Carolina can't promise that he's going to be able to, you know, allow him to uh, have a full arena so he can, you know, preach Michigas to the uh, wandering hordes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And immediately, the minute he said that, okay, uh, Florida, Georgia, and Texas, like all those governors said, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll welcome them. I would like to suggest Texas. I think Texas. Yes, Texas. Um, Go to Texas. Okay. Well, I was go- yeah. I was hoping for Florida because then uh, we could have well, the- Jacksonville. Actually, you might have something because Jackson yeah. is the mayor of Jacksonville. I think that said, "Sure, come on over." So I could do that right up there. That that you know the Florida Georgia state line mm-hmm. for what that's worth. <laughs> okay. The, yeah. The I'm, Swanee I'm okay the that. Swanee River way down upon. Uh, well, you know, that's a money-making opportunity now. you got to start thinking like a capitalist, and you could sell them uh, masks, you know, <laughs> with, oh, with Confederate flags on them. <laughs> Make America breathe again. <laughs> so, as you know, Biden has basically said, I'm not coming out of my bunker in, uh, where is he? He's in Maryland, I guess, right? Is he in Maryland or Delaware? One of the two. Yeah, Wherever he is up there, he says, I'm not coming out till my governor says, you know, you're allowed to start coming out. And so he's basically been doing everything from his basement until Memorial Day. Right. Okay. And on Memorial Day, he went because, you know, his son served in the military for years. And then, you know, sadly, you know, Mm. after that, after a lifetime of this is a guy who spent his entire life, Joe Biden. Okay. Mm. In public service. For better or for worse, he's done some things I don't agree with over the years. People's attitudes change. People learn over the years what was good back then. I mean, shit, 2,000 years ago, we used to think it was okay to take our brother John to the edge of town and stone him to death for for planting different crops next to each other. And maybe at that time, that was the best thinking available. (laughs) Biden has been in public service, okay, for his entire life. He's, you know, and his son... Who did, you know, who could easily, who ch- chose to be in the military, chose to mm-hmm. be in the military. Then after serving the military, went to law school and then became a dis- the, uh, the attorney general for the state of Delaware, I think, and then sadly died of cancer. All right. Here's a, here's a bonus package. Uh, so he, he decided on Memorial Day, he, on Monday, he went out to the Memorial Day wall, whatever it is, it's near where he lives. And of course... Him and his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, whom <laughs> I cannot wait to have as first lady. Right. I cannot wait for this. This is going to be, she's the bonus package here, is the wife. Mm-hmm. She's the brains of the fucking operation right there. Same with the Obamas. Say what you will. Michelle Obama, smartest chick in the house at that time, by far. <laughs> okay? So, after... He does his uh, goes to Memorial Day. He did an interview from his backyard for CNN. I guess that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And naturally, he commented on Trump. And so Trump instantly felt the urge to insult Biden. And that precipitated, uh, you know, basically all the cable stations left, right and everything uh, spewing out. Here's the name of my new band. You ready? They're called the Blah Blah Blahs. <laughs> That's the name of my new band now, the Blah Blah Blahs. But, okay, and, and what I thought was interesting was 
one, you know, over the weekend, he, you know, the president went on a Twitter rage. I still think that's got that's got to win word of the year at some point or another. But he he does that, and one of the things he brings up is when he's old conspiracies or whatever. You know, he he was talking about how uh, Joe Scarborough, you know, murdered one of his interns or whatever, and the guy wrote a letter. The the widow, the widow, the widow mm-hmm. of of that of that intern wrote a letter and said, you know, to Twitter and said, you got to take this down, man. This is this is just complete bullshit and this that and the other thing. But what Twitter ended up doing was saying they put a like a a warning label on one of the president's tweets from over the weekend where he was railing against mail-in voting. That's his new thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're voter suppression is, you know, even though he mails in his, you know, the, there's hypocrisy grindy. But he goes on a whole Twitter thing about that. And he had sent up a thing about how it was illegal to send these out. And there's all this fraud going on. And so what Twitter did is they went to two of his tweets and said they put up a little thing that said fact check. You know, you need to fact check this. It's not factu- uh, factually accurate, which, of course, got Trump. To come back on and send another tweet that said, you go, you know, basically Twitter's trying to stifle free speech, free speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't, OK, but here's the interesting thing. What he didn't do was say, why would you fact, you know, you didn't hear him say, go ahead, fact check it. That's right. right. Of I course not. So what he's saying is, how dare you stifle my ability to lie to 70 million people at once? How dare you do that? That's my right. As president, as a citizen, on this, might I add, he has no expectation of free speech on Twitter. It's a private company. This isn't, you know, the town square and you're standing on a soapbox. Okay? Right. It's a private company. They tell you to go fuck yourself. That's right. They own, they own the medium. Like, they you know, own. Like, yeah. Right. That's exactly it. So that was obviously predictable to see that. But. Biden had, you know, what they what what Trump has been doing, of course, is trying to be on TV as much as possible because Biden is basically in his basement doing town halls and interviews. And one of the interviews he did was with this guy I had never heard before who calls himself Charlemagne the God, T-H-A, Charlemagne the God. Mm. And I watched bits and pieces of the interview and then I saw some stuff afterwards And I couldn't help myself. So I decided that it was time for an op-ed, okay? Because normally I I project my reticence, not even reticence, just my my bull-faced anger and and incredulity at the Lincoln Project. Because, you know, Schmidt, this guy, Steve Schmidt, he's all over TV. I agree with everything he says, yet... I have to remind myself that this was a guy who 12 years ago thought to him, thought, hey, you know what? President Sarah Palin, that sounds okay to me, just in case John McCain dies. I'm okay with her. This is the same guy now that everybody wants to give praise to, as if I'm supposed to laud him for mm. having shown up at all to the party and not justifiably castigate him for having been so fucking late. But that's, you know... That's for another day, okay? Because now I decided to spread the ang- spread the angst, as it were. So I decided to write a little op-ed. You ready? I'm ready. 
Here it goes. Joe Biden should never have promised to put a chick on the ticket. He got bullied into it by the left-wing punditocracy who realized that, just like Trump, they could probably bully him into all sorts of other shit. So then, all too predictably, it became not just a woman, but now it has to be a black woman. Next, it has to be a gay black woman. And after that, a first-generation post-op Hispanic tranny who likes guns. Once you start catering to single-issue groups, you might as well call it quits before they force you to. Not for nothing, but shouldn't the criteria for, for a running mate be someone who agrees with you and, by extension, the majority of the party, okay, both ideologically and politically, and is capable of taking the reins of leadership if called upon to do so? I'm just throwing that concept out there as a methodology for choosing a vice presidential running mate. Anyway, there's been some talk about putting Stacey Abrams on the ticket. And much of it, I have to say, is from her own lips by way of telling every MSNBC primetime host during interview that, of course, she'd accept the offer if she were asked to serve her country. Duh. The, the vice presidential sweepstakes got started the day after Bernie, the day after uh, Bernie Sanders said he was out of the race. That was the day when everybody started to say, hey, we all endorse Joe Biden. That was the start of the sweepstakes. But as far as Stacey Abrams is concerned, and I spoke about this several months ago when the sweepstakes first started about people that I thought would be good and wouldn't. I just want to shoot this one down again as quick as a bunny. No, we like Stacey right where she is and not coincidentally where she can probably do our republic the most good in the state of Georgia. She just missed winning the governor's race in 2018 and is now running a grassroots organization committed to allowing and then encouraging all of the heretofore misbegotten minority voters in the Peach State to head to the polls in November as is their constitutional right. Winning a national election isn't about getting rid of the electoral college. It's about winning by bringing to light the intentional disinformation and disenfranchisement that have allowed Republicans to cling to power in Georgia and do so not by merely castigating the offenders, but more importantly, by offering genuine fact-based alternatives predicated on inclusion and the desire to do what's truly in the best interest of the majority of Georgians. So last week, this guy, Charlemagne, the false deity, excuse me, I meant to say Charlemagne, the God, is interviewing Joe Biden. Joe Biden, of course, is in his bunker up there in Delaware or Maryland or wherever. And this is on Charlemagne the God's internet radio show, which for some ridiculous reason has more listeners than ours does, despite having absolutely no groove whatsoever. None. Zero. There's no groove on that show. It's grooveless. It's grooveless. Like a Barbie. Like a Barbie. So Joe the candidate answers one of his questions. And the question was, why should blacks vote for him? And Joe offers up a litany of genuine reasons why blacks should vote for him. And he finishes off by proclaiming 
if it's a choice, quote, if it's a choice between Biden and Trump and you don't vote for Biden, then you ain't black. Needless to say, the far right reacted with glee. The far left reacted with outrage after Biden committed the cardinal sin of politics, which is saying what you know to be true. Now, once Joe the truncated's statement hit the airwaves, it became COVID-20 overnight. And the following day, Charlemagne, the self-promoter, went on someone else's show and said that Joe should not just pick a woman, he should pick a black woman as his running mate because, quote, it's not a race between Biden and Trump. It's a race between Biden and staying at home. Really? (laughs) So what you're saying is that as far as you're concerned, should you, and by miraculous extension, the entire African-American community, not get this particular placation, there will be no need for you all to take your ball and go home because you'll have no intention of showing up at the park in the first place. Bravo, you fucking child. Black turnout percentage in the vote for the last four presidential elections was in 2004, 60%. In 2008, 65 percent in 2012, 66 percent. And then in 2016, 59 percent. See a trend there? Sure. Do when blacks don't come out and vote because they're not entirely enamored of the Democratic candidate for whatever reason, we wind up with a republic hell bent on screwing over minorities because That's the democracy they long for a return to. Brilliant. Keep not showing up and soon enough poll taxes will once again be the least of your worries. Yo, Charlemagne the wannabe provocateur. Maybe you should give Groove a try. Hey, check it out. You ready? Biden Romney 2020. Wiki, 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 wiki. Yeah, catch around the airwaves, punk. So there you go. All right. <laughs> I like I am, it. I am sick and tired, okay, of people pigeonholing candidates because and saying, if you don't do what we want you to do, we're not going to vote for you. Great. Basically, when you say that, you're literally voting for the other guy. Right. All, all, all of it. The Bernie all people, it. all these people like, Bernie, like what, are you, what are you doing? Look, yeah, it's Stein. It's go like on. this. I want Jill Stein to go to church. You mean that Russian Jill asset? Stein, go to church. Yeah, that sounds good. It's, yeah. It's, listen, none of us are getting what we want or who we want. We're doing the best we can with what's available, and hopefully, preferably, ostensibly, we are going to, in between, in between elections, attempt to move candidates that we like, that we agree with, into position— Yes. Where, where we can vote for them and, 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 and provide the parties with feedback so that they understand what kind of candidates we want and what kind of issues we want addressed. You do the best you can with what you have. It's like, oh, I'm starving to death. Well, all we have is steak. Oh, oh, steak. <laughs> but I'm a vegetarian. All we have is pizza. Pizza? 
is that, you know, oh, we have our vegetables. It's like, well, how are they grown? You know, like, oh, my God. You must not be. Hey, if, if if, if I have to eat kale to survive. Like and that's what I'll do, but only if that's all that's left. I'm just, I'm just saying. But if you look all at right. that, I wanted to make sure that I put these numbers in there. In 2004 and in 2016, you know, you weren't enthusiastic. Well, how fucking enthusiastic are you now after only 59% of eligible black voters showed up at the polls in 2016? How you feeling now, mother? I mean, what the fuck? Okay, you can't protest and not vote because you're pissed off at how things have gone you okay let me tell you something to the victors go the spoils you want change you have to participate now god willing 430,000 new voters we're going to be able to get i'll take 60 percent of them and i'll take 60 percent of that 60 percent vote democrat that swings florida and all of what I've just said is 100% possible. Okay? You got to show up. It's a participant. Democracy is participatory. Okay? It is participatory. And I understand. I'm a libertarian. I agree with this person's principles. But in the end, okay, you have to be pragmatic. You have to be realistic. You want to get that shit out there in the primaries? Far fucking out. Far out. That's when you do it. That's when you do it. You do it in the primaries. Now, obviously, this year is completely different, okay? But, yeah, that's when you do it. But then you coalesce and you work from the inside. You get one guy who is much, much closer to your ideology, to your political whims and, you know, your political desires and whatever, and you back him, and then you try and change from the inside. You change like that. Okay, it is about showing up to the park. You want to take your ball and go home later that because you're pissed off at how Biden does shit that I understand. But to not show up at the park at all, that's a pussy move. That's a punk move. That's a punk move. Yo, Charlemagne, I'm calling you out just like I am the Lincoln lapdogs. By by the way, and yeah. and I, and I and I, uh, I I'm I'm sure you're bearing in mind, but just to make sure that it that it's out there, I know that Charlemagne doesn't represent anyone. Yeah, you know, but himself. He, but himself, okay? Because and I, agree. you know, and because there know, are people. Show, he's, he's Neil 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 used to say because because here's the thing, and and every. Every ethnic group has them, and Neil used to call them out. He said professional ethnics, and if somebody called up with it, you know, and sounded too too Jewy, was started going on about Israel on Neil's show. He would say, "Stop being a professional Jew. Stop being a professional Cuban." The people when they were calling up about Elion, they stop being a professional Cuban. Can yeah. you think? Uh, is that your only identity? All right. So there are some people who are professional and nothing beyond their ethnic identity, but that's not most. People, whatever their ethnicity, most people are are not defined, you know, exclusively by their ethnicity. It, it has, you know, as a matter of fact, I don't think anybody is defined exclusively by their. No, ethnicity. but some people define themselves exclusively. Like this well, is that's a, that's, that, that, those are the professional ethnics that, that I'm talking yeah. about, and and they make the mistake. The professional ethnics make the mistake that they speak for someone, right? Except for possibly well, other professional ethnics. 
of yeah, that. Well, here's the thing. You know, this guy Charlemagne, I, I, I'd never heard of him before. And no. I listened to a bit, bits and pieces. First of all, the interview is pretty good. And I don't, I think he speaks for a group of people that, you know, just like you watch Siskel and Ebert. Well, I was more of a Siskel guy than an Ebert guy when it came to movie choices. No question. I, I understand that. I don't think this guy Charlemagne is particularly one of those guys who principally wants to be identified as speaking for the black community. I think he was doing so in this instance. But I'll tell you something, pal. All right. If this is the instance you wanted to choose to do it, you suck at it. Go back. Okay, to being in general. You can't do that. The minute you say this or else, okay, yeah, you know, try it, man, or what? Or what? It's the or what? What are you going to do about it, huh? Well, I'm just not going to show up. Hey, that's brilliant. Don't be saying that kind of thing. It should. It is a choice between Biden and Trump. And you need to recognize that. And you need to do what you can to get those people that you think won't be enthused, enthused. It's like, okay, that's where he steps in, a guy like Charlie, because he does have these listeners, and his voice does matter to a whole group of people, and he should be using it, okay, to, to make the big picture better. At this point, and I have to, uh, you know, and I have to wonder, you know, people that do radio shows, they say things that are sensational on purpose, Yes. For its own purpose, you know, yes. shock, if you will, and you know my position on, on that. They say gratuitously controversial things because they know that it will make the news, and here, here you are uh, talking about it. So I don't know if he's being sincere about that or not, but the very notion we're talking about, you take a look at a Trump rally, and they're waving Confederate flags. Yeah, now, please, now please. if you are a person of color, and you expect me to take you seriously, and you say that you're on that side, then don't expect me to take you seriously because I don't know if you're stupid, crazy, or trolling me right now. You yeah. know, that guy that does the parades, that guy, the black guy that dresses up like a, like a Confederate soldier and, and waves the Confederate flag in the, in the parades, in the, in, the, in the rally parades. Have yeah. you seen this guy over yeah. there? I don't know if that's shtick or what. You know what? Because there's another guy that runs down the street naked covered in poop. And all right, so I don't know if he's sincere either. You, you know what I mean? I don't know if he's trying to make an artistic statement or what. Yeah, you understand? No, I, but but if you expect me to take you I'm not going to take either one of those two guys seriously. All right? Yeah. Because if you if you take a look at a crowd waving Confederate flags, all right? And, and never mind some of the bumper stickers that they have on there and the Pepe Le Frog t-shirt, and you tell me that you're with them as, as a black person or as a Jew, I can't take you seriously anymore. I don't I even agree. have the option to take yeah. you seriously anymore. <laughs> yeah, but that's the whole thing about a guy, a guy like Char, this cat Charlemagne, all right? Because people do take – he's got an audience that takes him seriously. He's not one of those ridiculous guys. And I think that for me – I don't know. I think, yeah, that's the thing, though. I don't know that for sure, but here's what I do know, is that if that's his opinion, okay, then he's wrong, and <laughs> he knows it. I, and he knows I, it. I like good he words. He knows he's wrong. Of course okay? he does. It's not between Biden and not showing up, or, you know, or Trump and not showing up. It's, it's, it's between Biden and Trump. That's the election. 
Okay? And, you know, what side you on, baby? What motherfucking side you on to quote Chuck D? Throwing that out there. You know, this guy, Ari Melbourne, he likes to throw out these rap lyrics from, like, you know, some of the more recent rappers. I'm like, yo, why don't you go old school, brother? All right? In any event, you ready for a little more groove? I am so ready. I'm all, all right. fired up Did right now. Say, oh, yeah. I dug deep. Okay? As I told you, I was going through various collections, and I went buck wild. I don't want to smell your finger. Oh, yeah. I went buck wild <laughs> in the bounty of b-boy breakbeat i've assembled over the years and i decided it was long past due to give the drummer some on the groovathon at soflowradio.com Yo! 
though, listen to the hell of a kick and the hi-hat. Go on to the record store, say you're gonna buy that the E is connected to the A and the Z. You say why? So that's how to be. Stock it up on material made of hits. Taking my time with each line to make sure it fits. Push play on the instrumental that's recorded. Step on stage and I'm suddenly awarded. Some sort of trophy appeared like a plaque and some hell of a scream from the girls in the back. Taking a bow, cause I got style. Never at the bottom, always on the top of the pile. You always see me on top, even though I'm short. Guaranteed the house when I walk in the court. So get out, make some noise for the gates to clap. Don't attempt to laugh, I'm not a prankster. I'm serious, great, my sound to quit playing around. Cause I'ma break it down. Food and shelter for the night, he can join us in our quest for the Holy Grail. Well, I'll ask him, but I don't think he'll be very keen. Uh, he's already got one, you see. What? He says they've already got one. Are you sure he's got one? Oh, yes, it's very nice. Uh... I told him we already got one. <laughs> well, um, can we come up and have a look? Of course not. You are English types, sir. If you will not show us the grail, we shall take your castle by force. You don't frighten us, English pig dogs. Go and boil your bottom, sons of a silly person. I'll blow my nose at you, so-called 
Arthur King, you and all your silly English knickets. Now look here, my good man. I don't want to talk to you no more, you empty-headed animal food trough whopper. I fart in your general direction. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. Is there someone else up there we can talk to? No, now go away or I shall taunt you a second time.
about that 
Yeah, la, la, Tim Timebaum and friends. That's actually uh, Tim Armstrong. It's one of his, you know, alter egos. He's uh, the guitarist from uh, Rancid. And uh, so he came out with that in uh, 2012. The minute I heard that, I was like, yeah, man. That one, by the way, going out to Charlemagne. Da! <laughs> False deity. Okay. Yeah, man. I wish that I knew now what I know then. But you know what? You know it now. Why right. repeat what you did then? Okay? Back then, boy, don't you wish back in 2016 that you had a way to inspire black voters to get to the polls? Maybe we would have carried Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Maybe we would have carried Florida. We could have done that. But no, only 59% of eligible black voters turned out. Of course, in 2012, when Obama came in, you know, it stuck around. It was 66%. Yeah, that 7% is everything, baby. That's everything. So let's get it together, man. Before that, hardware, Shake It from Third Eye Open came out in 92. It's their only album. That's one of those bands I, I can't get enough of the, these various people. That is Buddy Miles on drums. Of course, Buddy Miles from... Uh, uh, Gypsy, uh, Band of Gypsies. Uh, he was the drummer for uh, Hendrix and Band of Gypsies. Booty Collins on bass. The man. Literally the most influential funk groove person of the last half century. As far as the swath of music he has been involved in. And on guitar, Stevie Salas. Yeah, Stevie Salas, uh, Color Code and... Uh, you know, all that stuff. I played a bunch of tracks by him. The album's produced by Bill Laswell. And um, they actually were going to call themselves Third Eye. But I think there was a problem with the with the band Third Eye Blind. I'm not. I, this is back in really? 1992. There was something going on then. In any event, they changed the name of the band to Hardware. Okay. And it's their only album. And Bootsy, guys like Bootsy and Bill Laswell... And and all of these cats that are out there, there's a Praxis, which is uh, they th that particular band's got a lot of these people on. It's, well, that one's got the brains from uh, Primus on it, but Bootsy's in a lot of these bands. Stevie Salas, Bill Laswell, um, all those cats are. There's like a bazillion different projects that are that are out there with that. So some of that shit's really really cool. So that's it. Hardware is the name of the band. Before that, yeah. Monty Python, the insulting Frenchman. <laughs> I fucked uh, in your general direction. Classic. What is you, it? It's one of those movies. You know, I was. You're young, and and when you're young, you don't get Monty Python. It goes over your yeah. head. So as you age, it just gets funnier and funnier. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no way I can. I, I'll watch. I'll watch that movie at any time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. At right. any time. It's like a it's, good song. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like you know the outlaw Josie Wales. Mm -hmm. I will watch that movie at any time. Don't piss down my it's, back and tell me it's raining. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna draw a whistle Dixie. Pistols or whistle Dixie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, man's gotta make a living. Dying ain't, dying ain't, much, dying of a living. ain't much of a living, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to come back. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we could literally do an entire. We could probably do the whole movie. In any I, event, that what one of the things I think is funny about that though is basically the Frenchmen are Donald Trump. 
Some people come, they're looking for something, it's an earnest quest, and basically what the Frenchmen do is first they lie to them, and then they insult them. Yeah, that sounds about like Trump. Before that, easy E, I'm going to break it down from Easy Does It, which was actually easy. He's only uh, full-length solo album. That came out in 88. He still did, uh, he continued to do a lot of work with, uh, with NWA after that. Before that, the great Manu Dibango. Soul Makosa. That, of course, the full-length version here at the Groove It Down. We don't fuck around. You, Radio right. edit? Blow me. You nice played that because um, you know I can't skate. Right now, because the rink is closed, and uh, right. you know that's a rink staple, right oh, there. Please. So that's just a staple. Period. Mm-hmm. That's a staple. Period. That song, again, yeah. it's never bad. No, I've heard no. like ten different remixes of it, and all of them range from pretty good to wow, that's fantastic. There's nothing below pretty good <laughs> with that song. You start with that, can't go yeah. wrong. Kicking off the set, D. J. Flag, yeah, breaking out the b-boy break beat, you know, going into that folder. We don't work just to fill your pockets. No, we do not. Hey, on the subject of work, time for me to take care of the folks who take care of us. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Precision Auto Works in Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. Any make, any model. Yeah, bumper to bumper. Dave and the entire A. S-E, certified crew, precision. They got you covered. Whether you need a fluid check, a lube job, or a complete inner overall, easy to get to, although traffic's back. that's There's no way around it yeah. now. That was fast, too. It went from, you know, they still they still have the, uh, the little signs flashing up, you know, speeding costs money. Speeding costs money. That's what they're, they're, you know, that was their big thing when nobody was on the roads and everybody was, I mean, everybody down here drives at like 80, 85 anyway. So if I'm doing 85, there were people, it was, it was a free for all for about two, three weeks, maybe even almost a month. It was a free for all on, on I-95. I saw people going well over a hundred and in the well, middle well, of the day, yeah. middle of the day, mm-hmm. middle of the week, just flying by me man it was it was it was quite something but uh still easy to get to okay you take 95 to atlantic you go west to the very first light that's andrews you make the left turn on andrews so you get to the very first light that's third street make the right turn it's two blocks up on the left 60 seconds off the highway hey mention the groovathon there's a discount dave's there man it's time for me to actually go back in my last uh tune-up was uh when I was in last time I was in New York, which was like back in November, October, November, somewhere in there. I think I was back for thanks. Was I back for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think I was. I was back for Thanksgiving. Or no, maybe it was the anniversary party. That was it. My my aunt and uncle's uh, wedding anniversary. So I was up there then. So it's about time get that on again. Hey, you can go to the SoFloRadio.com page, which you're probably on right now. Click on a box on the top row there. It says Tony C. SoFlow Groovathon. Takes you to our page. What you're going to see at the very top there is a link to our SoundCloud page. Mucho mahalo to our angel, Angel Fino. Indeed. Now the, yeah, we're super duper grateful. Um, every show we've ever done, okay, available to be listened to, downloaded for free. For free. Why? You can't put a price on Groove. And that, that's not just during the quarantine, baby. 
Okay? The quarantine's catching up with us. All these people at Xfinity and, oh, we're going to give you this for free and try this for free, they're just catching up with us. You give the groove away. You spread the groove. This is groove paying forward, as it were. Okay, below that, you're going to see a link for Precision Auto Works. Click on the link, takes you to our page, tells you everything you need to know. And below that, you're going to see a list of every song we've ever played on every show we've ever done. Yeah, boy. It's all laid right out there for you. 954-247-9362. Precision Auto Works in Pompano Beach, Florida. It's the place where people who love their cars... Take their cars. <laughs> nice long pause. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. You know what that Shakespearean delivered moniker means? Of course you do. It is time for the drive groove on SoFloRadio.com.
No, no, thank you. Thank you. How yeah. about that? Freddie King, Big Leg Woman. That's a live version. The original was on uh, Texas Cannonball, came out in 72. Shout out to my man, Chambo, Dave Chamberlain up there in Michigan. And hey, you know, I met Chambo through my friend Roger Hitz, who's having his trivia thing tonight online at 8 o'clock. See how I come full circle there? It's a whole Beautiful. Michigander thing. That's that's how I worked out. Can't go with the Freddie King. That sound, that that unmistakable Freddie King sound, that is great. That live version of that song is killer. 
Urso. Thanks again, Chambo, for turning me on to that puppy. For that, Alan Hines. The name of the song is Rat Scat, and it's from his album Falling Up, came out in 2009. This guy's primarily a uh, session guitar player out of uh, Los Angeles. He's played with, I don't know, a lot of soul and groove acts, uh, the whine-ins and, you know, all that kind. He's, he's played with a whole bunch of these people um, over the years. He's probably got about, I don't know, four or five different slabs out. Um, but he's one of those guitar players. I love his sound. He's got a very interesting sound. It's almost like he spent a lot of time listening to Steely Dan and then decided to add some fuzz into the solos there whatever i don't know it's like larry carlton was just too clean baby before that yeah johnny highland and friends that is uh part three i'm not sure which friend is playing with him in this one uh the song is called acoustic twang and johnny highland just one of the chicken picking masters out there again this is one of those crying shame things because he also plays for uh Ernie Ball, which is who uh, Steve Morse plays for and um, Albert Lee plays for them. But particularly with Johnny Highland and, and Albert Lee, that the sound you get out of the telecaster, man, okay, it's it can't be recreated. And so when these guys are playing, you know, that kind of the thing you would typically want to hear on a telly, all right, and they're playing on an Ernie Ball, it's close, but it's not quite there. This, on the other hand, is all acoustic, and it's just the sound. These two guys just going on the stage, the sound is so mwah. And kicking off the set, Brian Setzer's 68 comeback song is called Who Would Love This Car But Me? Yeah, from the album. Check it, y'all. You're going to love it. Ignition. Yeah, came out in 2001. I don't know how it took me so long to get around to that puppy for the drive groove, but it's basically got everything in it about car. The name of the band? 68 comeback special that's actually for you know for elvis but who cares who could love this car but me hey there you go and the name of the album ignition you love it baby yeah he, this was he had been after the stray catch he did like that whole orchestra thing you know the full swing orchestra and this was his first album back with like a uh, a trio, a straight up rockabilly trio, like yeah, with the Stray Cats. So this was this was after he had done all that uh, big orchestra swing stuff. So there you go, pal. How yeah, you like that? I like One it. Ten. I like oh. it a lot, man. We got through it. <laughs> yeah, we got through it. And uh, in about two hours, um, is uh the SpaceX thing. Now the weather start. It was beautiful up until about a half hour ago. Now there's a little bit of cloudiness. Now the space coast is what about two and a half hours north of here. Right. So I really have no idea. The weather could be completely different up there. And I mean completely different. Yeah. It's quite, quite wild. That that corridor right up there, like where Orlando, Daytona, that like line across the state, across to Tampa. Well, we that's the when you get close to the mainland, you have mainland weather and weather right. influences. We stick, we jut out into the Caribbean. So we have island weather. Well, so there's also some sort of, you know, low pressure sit, system sitting off the Carolinas right mm. now. They were giving out a 20% chance of turning into, you know, something. All right. Which, boy, that'd be a shame. That would be a shame. That would be a shame. You know, I don't care where the Republicans decide to have their convention this year. I'm willing. I'm throwing it out there. You heard it here first. There will be a hurricane that will strike that area within 
either a week before, any time during the week leading up to it, and as far as even during it. There's going to be a hurricane. Why? There has been, like, for the last, I don't know, two, three mm-hmm. Republican conventions, there's always a hurricane. They had one. In, they tried to have their convention in Minnesota one year, and a hurricane reached all the way up to the Twin Cities area. Seriously. It, like, drifted up from the Gulf and just went straight up the Mississippi, and they were in the middle of a hurricane in Minnesota. Yeah, nice job, Republicans. All right. You really is this the kind of money you want in your community? Because it's going to cost you a lot more in hurricane damage. It does every time. All right. Seriously, North Carolina, you're doing yourselves a favor. Ship this one off to the Lone Star State. Let them deal with the byproduct. Okay. seriously, man, stick to basketball and shit like that. And, you know, tobacco and golf and moonshine and bucking your sister and whatnot. So event. So yeah, man, and you got a, you got the uh, the get us out of here song all queued up, right? Uh, I do. Yeah, it's a perfect choice. We've played it before, and w- the thing is, you know what? I think we played it. It was a couple years ago. It's like probably at least two, three years ago that we played this. Yeah. But, you know what? It's good. It's good. This is a once a year song. Easy. At least. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. 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 It's an anthem. Yes, absolutely, and especially in this day and age. So we're going to come back in two weeks, okay? And look at this. Look at what time it is. I know. Okay? Just in time for the storm here, because yeah, I know you I mean, see it rolling in. <laughs> we're here. It's rumbling already. So any minute, I might lose power. Uh, I can see the clouds rolling yeah. in right now. Yeah. Lose power. I wonder what that's like in the middle of a show. <laughs> I, we'll never. <laughs> we'll never know. Who's funnier than me? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Right. <laughs> we're going to come back in two weeks. We're going to try and do the exact same thing again. Just a little teeny bit better. We'll see how we do with that. Hey, I'm rude. I want to know if this thing takes off. If I stand outside, if eventually I'll be able to see it in the sky. I mean, eventually it's got to be high enough up there. Eventually, you know? yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be looking for that. I'll see if I can do that one. But as always, just in time for Zoom, baby. <laughs> it is aloha <laughs> for me and George, baby. It's aloha and peace. Good night, Mom.
listening to SoFloRadio.com.